It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk right here on News Talk 1400 DWS. 91 degrees on your way home. Another perfect day for golf in Central Illinois. If you're a golf fan, this is great golf weather. Matthew, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, Steve. How are you? Bob Osmussen back with us from uh, coming off vacation. We're glad you came back, Bob. I decided it'd be okay to come back. Just, just at least for this day. Did this year is this your only appearance the rest of the year on the radio? No, with I'll us? be back. I, okay. You know, I had a really good excuse to be gone. Is my twenty fifth wedding anniversary? Yeah, where'd you take where'd you take Julie? We went. It was a secret before. It was a secret, and nobody told her. Shockingly, you didn't even tell her. No, that's that's the a shocking miracle, part, right? Nobody, <laughs> none of my family. So we went to Omaha. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we actually went there on the way. But we went to a place called the Broadmoor in Colorado Springs. It's a resort, mm-hmm. and spent our uh, anniversary night there with the kids. It was awesome, and uh, spent some time in Denver and went to Red Rocks. I only went one sporting event in two weeks. You feeling okay? I'm okay. Did it's you sh- did you see a show at Red Rocks? We did. Good. I'm Freeze McGee, and I don't ask me what the opening act was. It was started pouring, so we basically sat in the rain. But it was cool. I feel we should just do the whole rest of the show on your vacation, Bob. We could. I got <laughs> lots of stories. <laughs> but but Steve, Steve will steer us in a different direction. Probably should not do that, actually. <laughs> Scott Ritchie with us as well, a, a little bit ahead of him going on vacation, so you're going to get that in before it gets real busy, huh? Yeah, because the week I'll be back is Big Ten Football Media Days, and then training celebrate camp. your birthday yeah, up in w- Chicago with, with Lovey Smith. Lovie Smith. Um, Whatever. Uh, 32. 32, okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have trouble sometimes remembering What's which like one ha- it is. Half of me, so you're good. What day is it, Scott? Today's day or my birthday? Today, today, <laughs> today is Monday. Good. Like, I don't know. Like a lot, time, a lot of times, a lot of times Scott, com- a lot of times Scott comes in the office and has no idea what day it is. Well, it is the a new month, July the first, and as you mentioned, football media day is coming up a little bit later on in the month, and uh, that's kind of the end of summer when when that comes around. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's back at. Uh, Back at the Hilton in downtown Chicago, that was my first Big Ten media day back in 2013. My first one with Bob was in 2014, and as soon as we walked in the lobby, he started looking around for uh, Harrison Ford in The Fugitive, because that's, right. that's where that film <laughs> that is. is awesome. So heard about that anecdote quite a bit, so uh, Scott, you'll have fun with Bob uh, up there. As he I love for, The Fugitive. He, looks for Richard, he was not there. I didn't see he? him. Okay. <laughs> How about the one-armed man? I don't know, that guy. We're I'm off to sure. a roaring start here in the first four minutes, guys. Plenty to talk about, basketball news, NBA, recruiting, all kinds of basketball talk. Myers Leonard about to be traded. Yeah, everyone, you just have to wait, I guess, until it becomes official. And uh, But uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, the the source for everything NBA free agency related, uh, dropped one of his Woj bombs today. And uh, Myers Leonard is being dealt to the Miami Heat uh, for Hassan Whiteside. And uh, Mo Harkless, one of his teammates in Portland, is going to go with him. 
to my and I saw his Unfortunately, wife. Uh, Mo Harkless has since been traded to the Clippers. They Scott's it expanded into a four-team deal nice. uh, because last night's deal with the Heat and the Sixers and the Mavericks fell through. <laughs> so they found the Clippers and the Trailblazers and the Heat and the Sixers, and eventually it'll all make sense. But Myers Leonard is still, gonna, he's still going to go Miami. to Miami. He's so going to Miami. It's probably a good deal, right, for him? Uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to shoot the ball like 40 times a game. But he'll act, I think Myers will actually get to play. He'll get right. to play. And, and from an Illinois fan perspective, you don't have to stay up late to watch him. Correct. Like he did for his first seven seasons in Portland. And maybe a change of scenery works good for Myers Leonard, who really re-energizes his career with uh, his performance in the Western Conference Finals. Right. i got to bring it back to the fugitive. Oh, Ed Bond. I was in the the hotel the evening that they were shooting the big dining room scene. Oh, my. That's awesome. That was something. That's cool. I just wanted to add that to your conversation. That makes you old, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. But it makes you old. Surprised you didn't, you know, box him out of there, Steve. Well, you know. It's the summer. You know, he can turn us off, though. (laughs) That's true. I'm all about peace and love in the summer. (laughs) That's cool, though. It's there. That's Once the awesome. season started, it starts as a whole new ball game, <laughs> believe me, <laughs> in, a, in a lot of different ways. But uh, he's also the answer to a trivia question, if you ever want to use that now. He was, there you go. He was there. <laughs> so Myers Leonard goes to Miami. That'll be kind of fun to keep an eye on. Illinois basketball has 75 to 80 offers out there, maybe more if you, if you look at the guys that have been offered and gone elsewhere. But 75 Let's just use that number, Scott. 75 active offers. Yeah, and of course, probably that's over the 2020, 2021, and 22 classes. So kind of projecting out rosters there. I mean, maybe they'll probably feel like eight or nine, maybe ten of those in that time frame. So clearly there's going to be some misses on the recruiting trail. But Brad Underwood has you know kind of used this – you know, cast a wide net approach, um, and obviously that puts a lot of names kind of in the the thoughts of Illinois fans. But uh, my advice is like, don't get super tied to a lot of these guys because it just makes the hurt sting a little more <laughs> when they commit elsewhere. Well, it sets up the naysayers to uh, see. I told you so. Look at it. <laughs> they missed on seventy two of those. <laughs> the coaches never sleep. Apparently, right? They never sleep. If you're tracing seventy five guys, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, they they do that. Well, I mean, obviously, some yeah, it's easier. I think more guys are closer to the top of the recruiting board, right, than others, right. and get maybe the the majority of the the attention. But there's you know, just shoot a text message out. I mean, it's all legal now. So, so who's the most important? Guy? If they could get one guy on that list of seventy five, who would you say it is the most important guy? The guy would make a difference more than anyone else. <laughs> well, if I had to pick just one, right. Uh, Still, uh, he's two years out from even making a decision. Wow! But uh, probably class of twenty twenty one guard Max Christie out of Rolling Meadows. Okay, an Illinois kid, alma mater of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, obviously, there's that connection as well. Yeah, you go, uh, go big blue. But Max Christie is, I think, he arguably could be the best player in the state right now, regardless right now. of class. Wow! Um, he's six six with point guard skills. Um, has played. Um, on the international level for Team USA already just did. It was at the under sixteen, 16 FIBA championships. Yeah, um, just last month. Like he's a legit star, 
and everyone's starting to notice that as well. Uh, last month he picked up offers from Virginia and Villanova, okay. and so everybody uh, Michigan's after him hard, and so he's gonna he has plenty of suitors. But Illinois was among his first offers. Offered him right after his freshman year, and I believe yeah, and it'd be a huge get for Illinois. But of course, there's also in the 2020 class Adam Miller, DJ Stewart. Right. Get if you can get the best player in the state of Illinois every year, that wouldn't be a bad way to build your roster. Because at least 2020 class, 2021, like those are also legit top national prospects. And DJ Stewart was in town last week. Yeah. Well, just on an unofficial. And for the first time, which I mean, has been after him for a while. And again, was one of his first offers. His recruitment has blown up this spring. Um, as you know, Texas and Louisville and several other high major programs have maybe finally realized that this kid can get buckets. But Illinois was among the first time majors in, has recruited him for several years now and has made him a priority. And is selling the aisles probably going to be gone. You can come in and be I.O. And a week ago in the show, we told you about uh, Donnie Tillman. We had a guy on from Utah Rivals telling us more about him, that he is going to transfer from Utah, and he made an official visit. As a matter of fact, uh, Lauren Tate and I were over there one day, got a chance to say hi to him and meet him, a nice-looking kid. And um, he was around for a day and a half or two days yesterday or last week. So... A lot of people coming in and out of oven these days. Yeah, and you know, Donnie Tillman's uh, certainly a name to watch, and that's for this coming season, although odds are he'll probably have to sit out yeah. a year to play too. But um, he's visited Rutgers and Illinois so far. Um, not sure if another school will you know, get involved there. Uh, there are teams that need players like him you know, with some open scholarships still, but um, he's got to make a decision eventually because the – by August, I think, is pretty much the deadline. Got to well, be no, enrolled somewhere. And all of a sudden, August is next month. Yeah. so it, <laughs> Starting today. We just to see where, where he falls because he's going to help somebody. What about Addison Patterson? Is he going to stay 2020? Is he going to go 2019? I, well, just, I just like that name. It is a great name. It is. Just yeah. rolls off the tongue. He's a really good player, too. I mean, 6'6", six, six, uh, pretty athletic, good shooter on the wing. Um, there were some reports last week that he – had decided to reclassify, which he, uh, I'm not sure who it was on Twitter, had, no one I follow, that, or had a blue check mark or anything like that, but he, <laughs> Addison Patterson was quick to tweet back, it's like, uh, no, I haven't decided that, <laughs> but I think, when I talked with him in May, May right? yeah, mid-May, yeah, you were there, you were over in Indianapolis suburbs then. He said he was going to make that decision at the end of July, you know, after Peach Jam, which starts next week, in fact. And he'll be playing in it uh, for Team Why Not uh, with Namari Burnett, who's also an Illinois target. Um, but once July is over, he's going to decide. And you know, Illinois is still in the mix, along with Oregon, uh, USC. UCLA. I think UCLA was newly is kind right? of involved. Because in May, it was just basically Oregon, USC, and Illinois were kind of the three that were in, in the lead for him. So we'll see. I mean. Obviously, there's the scholarship to be had if he wants to reclassify and come to Illinois. Um, but about, I don't know, two and a half, three weeks from maybe getting some definitive news on that. Phone line is open, 356-9397 on Monday Night Sports Talk. If you have any basketball or football recruiting questions, we had Reggie Corbin on the Saturday show, and we talked a little bit about the workouts and how things were going. And uh, Bobby mentioned how impressed he's been with Isaiah Williams just in the 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 
the player workouts. The coaches aren't involved much now, but uh, uh, he really likes him. Uh, also reported that Brandon Peters is not here yet, the right. uh, Michigan transfer quarterback. So sounds like things are moving along over there. I'm not surprised at all by Isaiah Williams being impressive. I think the kids all like him. He's kind of a leader type. He, I, I don't think he's going to be shy because he's a freshman. I think he's going to come in and take, take command, which makes me think he's going to start, which I've said all along. I think Brandon Peters presents a different option, certainly for for Rod Smith, but I still think, bottom line, end of the day, Isaiah Williams is starting the opener against Akron. That's my guess. Brandon Peters committed when you're on vacation, Bob. But how uh, how surprised were you? I guess that Illinois landed him, given the fact that he is essentially a drop back passer, and Rod Smith's offense historically hasn't been suited for quarterbacks like that. Right, he doesn't fit. If you look at it on the surface, but I think maybe Rod Smith might have an idea. First of all, it never hurts to have somebody older helping this young guy. Otherwise, there's really nobody around that knows that. It was mm-hmm. it takes to be a quarterback in the Big Ten. Brandon Peters can help with that. So that will be invaluable. Just just like A.J. Bush last year was helpful with the younger guys. I think he helped a lot. So that part didn't surprise me, but you're right. He does not fit style-wise. But – Maybe maybe you look at the quarterbacks. He gets in the training camp, says, "Hey, this guy can run more than I thought he could." Maybe you know, uh, you know this. Uh, uh, not one slant, but uh, Riley O'Toole mm-hmm. is certainly not a fast, speed guy, but it, he ended up being a very effective runner. Game of his life in Evanston. Well, of course, right. Played a game you thought, well, "How are they going to win this game?" Well, well, you played, bust out the Riley O'Toole, the running, the running quarterback. You know, I'll tell you, he did that in high school some too. He's really good at his runner yeah. in high school. But he is an example of a guy that kind of made it work. I think this guy might want, want to make it work. Certainly he's got the Michigan game in, in uh, October. Circle, bit, 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 uh, black, big, or big blue M. Blue, blue M around yeah. that. And so I think it could he could play, but I still go back to Isaiah Williams. Should be the starter. Where are you going to have Michigan ranked? I've got him in somewhere in the top ten. Yeah, I'm, I was yeah top be, ten. They could be a top five team coming in here by that time. I, I will say this for sure: Wisconsin is not <laughs> number one. I promise. In fact, I think Wisconsin is one of the next couple teams in the thirty somewhere. Maybe number high thirty-one 20s. comes out tomorrow. Because it's not them, but they're coming up soon. Because I saw them and I saw the last year they won. And I said that's not going to happen again. I'll, I'll go a little more, more conventional this year. Probably maybe Clemson or Alabama, maybe. Got a limb and pick one of those two schools. That's a pretty sturdy limb, Bob. It's pretty sturdy. That <laughs> limb could hold me. So that's, <laughs> that's a big limb. 525 Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 tonight. Phone line open 356-9397 with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. I'm Steve Kelly. We'll take a break and be back with more after this. Feel free to join us if you like. Welcome back to Monday Night Sports Talk, everybody. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number if you'd like to join us. Scott, you were over there last week to basketball. The, the day uh, Lauren and I were there, we had a chance to watch some of the workouts. First time I've really seen much of Kofi Coburn, and I was quite impressed. I've, I've seen all the, the highlight videos and the, you know playing against high school kids uh, as he was himself, uh, although he looked kind of different than most everybody else in the game. He's yeah, a, he's a large man, but he is uh, much more mobile than I thought he might be. Yeah, and probably the, the most that I saw of him was two springs ago. He played on the the Nike EYBL circuit. Got a chance to see him over uh, in the Indy suburbs, and 
that was the first time I'd seen him in person. And obviously the first thought was, this dude is huge. But then, like you mentioned, he moves really well for seven feet, essentially 300 pounds. So he's 296, I think mm-hmm. he's at right now. Um, he's not a plotter. Like, he can get up and down the court, you know, some, and he's in the half court. Like, he just doesn't park himself, you know, on the block. He can move around a little bit. And, you know, he was, at times he was having to guard, you know, Io Sumu and just some one-on-one drills. And sure, he got beat a little bit, and he had to redo the drill again a couple times. But, you know, even, I think it was maybe more impressive, like the fourth time he did it against Io, who can get to the basket pretty well, he managed to stick with him and use his body a little bit to keep Io, you know, away from the basket. Realizing this is just July the 1st, but <laughs> where do you project him? Do you project him with Georgie in the starting lineup? Yeah, I do at this point. And I'm still not sure exactly how it's going to work. But at some point, you just have to have the best players on the court. And in my podcast, Inside the Line <laughs> Basketball, which you can find um, on iTunes and Stitcher and several different mediums. Uh, I, I discuss my mistake of thinking, you know, it only, could only be one of them, and maybe that one was Kofi. That was back when there was at least some thought that Illinois was going to get like a TJ Holyfield type, which they you know, didn't wind up doing. Um, you talked to George. You talked to Georgie last week. Did he yeah. convince you to put him in the starting five? He did a little bit, five? and I'm going to write did about this. Did he call you out on this? No. Okay. I don't think he listens to the podcast. Unfortunately, uh, he called it the two of them together undefendable i think that's going to catch on they need a nickname it might catch on but it might also make some bulletin boards (laughs) (laughs) just don't call them white collar undefendable (laughs) yeah Uh, but so have to i think just play your best players and you know kofi and georgie are going to be two of the best and maybe it's illinois zigging back towards you know kind of that old school traditional front court when everyone else is zagged to, to having, you know, uh, essentially a small forward at the four. I got the nickname. Oh, no. I, I'm, you're afraid. I know you should be. <laughs> Very <laughs> afraid. I'm going Ricky Bobby, shake and bake. There you go. And it no. falls on cricket. No, come on. <laughs> Help me out with that. It, you can suggest that to Georgie. I'll try that. I'm, I wonder if he's ever seen Tyler Viganites. Uh, certainly. We uh, hope so. Yeah. I think he'd be open to any suggestions. He's Why not? He'll probably have better ones than Bob. No offense, Bob. Okay, that's right. But what was Kofi running on over at Ubbin? I saw some photos on Twitter, Scott, and it looks very futuristic. Um, yeah, so it was the Illinois account tweeted out today. It's an anti-gravity treadmill, which I've never heard of before. But I, I guess I <laughs> and he was like wrapped in some contraption, like he couldn't see his legs. But I assume it maybe it like just takes pressure off of his knees while he's on the treadmill. Because at seven feet and three hundred pounds, that's a lot of pressure uh, on his knees. So uh, it's something I'm going to dive into because <laughs> I've never seen anything like it in my life. I don't know how you segue out of that one, Steve. I want one of those. Is what I. There you go, segue. I want one of those <laughs> anti gravity treadmill. That sounds awesome. I'd love to just see you get on a treadmill, Bob. <laughs> I've been on treadmills a lot. Well, we had Adam Fletcher on the Saturday show as well. He did mention Kofi's knees. And any guy that size in keeping uh, their knees healthy 
And uh, so if they can find something that helps with that, I'm sure they're going to utilize it. Yeah, because, I mean, the I think the plan right now is for Kofi and Georgie to play together and for both of them to you know, play a significant role you know, in this coming season. And you should. I mean, Kofi was at, t- at one time a five-star recruit, you know, dropped you know, to four by the end of his senior year, but still, you know, ranked in what, just right about the top 40. So he's he probably should have an impact as a freshman. So what does the month of July hold for evaluation? Is there any more evaluation? Can coaches get out the month of July yet? Yeah, um, they'll be able to go to Peach Jam, which yeah. runs July 10th through the 14th, and then they'll also be able to evaluate uh, in the last week of the month, uh, like the 23rd through the 28th is when there's going to be the four NCAA basketball academies, one of which will be here uh, in Champaign. Uh, so coaches can also go to, to those events, and that, by well, the end of July, will wrap up the that part of the recruiting calendar. And they're going to mix in... Uh, with everything else they're doing in July, going to mix in about 10 practices to get set to go to that trip uh, in Italy in August. Yeah, and, and Brad Irwin said he's going to kind of just spread them throughout mm-hmm. this month, you know, kind of intermingle them with their regular summer workouts instead of, I guess, just having all 10 in the last week and a half or so before they leave for Italy. And the freshmen have numbers now, Scott. Yeah, all the freshmen now have a number. Kofi's number 21, which is the number he wore in high school. Uh, Bernard Kuma's number 24. And then Benjamin Bosman's Verdunk is number 13. Good stuff. Well, Chandler, well, Chandler is number. Thank hey, you, Bob. Ken, <laughs> Kendall Gill's number. There and you go, Kendall Gill. More recently, Mark Smith. Yeah. Although, just Oops. for that one year. <laughs> Oops. What's he wear in Missouri? Same. Okay. 13. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. In other news, let's go to Dallas, where not a good day for Josh Brent yesterday, former Illini. Yeah, former Illini defensive tackle and uh, former uh, defensive tackle with the Cowboys, who's had his share of legal troubles in the past with uh, the drunk driving crash that uh, resulted in the death of his former teammate Jerry Brown. What was that six and a half years ago? Uh, right. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Was uh, was arrested on on Sunday afternoon in the the Dallas suburbs, um, and he's facing assault charges. Uh, he was intoxicated. Um, that's the the latest that uh, you know the Associated Press has. Reported on this uh, incident, uh, not sure if they have a, he has a lawyer uh, when they release the report this afternoon. So he's uh, in jail down in down in Dallas, and another unfortunate incident for him uh, after a life-altering situation. You know, six years ago with alcohol in- involved, and he was um, this video surfaced yesterday afternoon on social media of of Brent um, being intoxicated and, and police trying to subdue him, and he was tased uh, with a stun gun before. Finally being arrested. so He's a big guy. Yeah, and you covered him, Bob. I so, did. And you had some interactions with him. Somewhat of a local kid, Bloomington yeah. Central Catholic. Bloomington kid, right. And uh, he had his issues at Illinois. And right. Talented. Fell on the football field. And he had a lot of people in his corner, too, including mm-hmm. Jerry Brown's mom, who yeah. basically forgave him mm-hmm. for what happened. And it certainly was, you know, Josh was had some, uh, obviously, long-term legal issues there. And you'd think... Given a second chance and mm-hmm. all that, that people would turn around, but I think his problems obviously extend beyond yeah. things that are fixed. And he'd been working with the Cowboys uh, since he uh, had retired from football right. about four years ago. So, 
just hate to see something like that happen again and, and you just hope that uh, whatever demons he's facing or, or issues he's dealing with that uh, he can get them uh, resolved uh, in the future. We'll keep an eye on that story in uh, suburban Dallas. A little better news occurred uh, over in South Bend, Indiana yesterday. What a weekend for him. Steve Stricker wins the Guy U.S. Senior Open in his first time playing in it. And it lapped the field pretty much. Six-shot victory. He just kind of nursed it along on Sunday. Didn't have to do anything spectacular. Had his wife Nikki on the mm-hmm. bag as his caddy. And and for those of us that know Stricker pretty well, we, we were pretty sure he was going to break down and cry at the end, and he did. Yeah. It was good stuff, and uh, he's really playing well. Of course, he's the Ryder Cup captain, so that makes it all all. Better in my Might mind. want to name himself to the team based on what I saw you <laughs> this weekend. Playing. Might he, want to be in, yeah. second major on the Champions, Champions Tour, Tour this year. year. And I saw you know, today that he had jumped from 10th to second on the money list, and he's played about half as many events as you know the rest of the Because he still plays the on the PGA Tour. He still too. plays right. on the, He's, still he's one of those guys that can do both. He's 52. You'd like to think his chances of winning – a major, major uh, on the regular tour, maybe have passed him by, but he's really playing well, and he can still hang with those guys. So, uh, you get him back in the Masters next year, and back in the U.S. Open, you don't know what he's going to do. But that was that was certainly fun for golf fans to watch, and uh, he just happened to have an orange shirt on yesterday, which I thought was nice. Yeah, I mean, what a great uh, you know opportunity for Illinois to to have a former player like that and the ties that he has with Mike Small playing with Small at, at, at Illinois and the two have remained close throughout the years. That's just a huge, a huge sell and a huge advantage uh, for the Illinois men's golf program, which is, you know, the class of the big 10 and, and has been for some time. Um, it's just a, another recruiting opportunity that Small can uh, use when he talks to prospective players and uh, you just see all these former Illini that are playing professionally and, and having success too. I mean, Luke Guthrie and, and Brian Campbell had solid weekends out in Utah on the Corn Ferry Tour now, which is a little weird since it was the Web.com Tour for so many years, but now it's the Corn Ferry Tour for the next 10 years. And then, uh, you know, Scott Langley's back on the, the PGA. I know he missed the cut out in uh, uh, Detroit this past weekend, but still, uh, the fact that you can sell recruits hey come to illinois and play golf and you've got a really good shot at, at turning this into a career is is a huge advantage for the Atlanta. stricker will not be following mike small into coaching but he would be really good i bet he would, he would be like small is in terms of organization motivation all that stuff but i don't i don't think that's his he's the reason to do it because he's made a zillion dollars so no reason to be a coach but he could be a great coach well for Fans that may not follow golf as closely as others, the the Stricker story as it is evolving now is is great, but people don't for don't remember he lost his card. Yeah, right. he struggled. I mean, he had to reinvent mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, exactly. He, he dropped. He was, and he came back. He was the. This will never happen again. He was the comeback player of the year on the PGA tour two years in a row. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you do that, but he did. He he's so well thought of. That he got the award. To, I'm not even sure that award even still exists. If it does, they ought to call it the Steve Stricker Award. Right. But uh, he got back to, to number two in the world. But he totally lost his playing privileges and had to revamp his swing. Mm-hmm. And they thought his career might be over. And now he's setting himself up for a long run on the uh, PGA uh, Champions Tour. And he's just barely on there at 52. Mm-hmm. He's not playing at full time because he can still play on the regular tour. 
and he's going to be the Ryder Cup captain. That's just all kinds of good stuff there. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, harkening back to his time on the PGA Tour before he you know got on the Champions Tour, you think of him resurrecting his PGA career. It kind of goes hand-in-hand with the John Deere Classic, the, the PGA Tour event over in the Quad Cities and mm-hmm. Silvis. And uh, I know all all four of us have been over there in the, in the past. And I went there, it's been a few years, but... 2013 was over there for a practice round and you know Stricker was almost like the mayor of of Silvis of, of the JDC over there because you know he huge media crowds would follow him fans were watching his practice rounds over there and uh the the great thing about it too is, is he's just a he's like a normal guy he really he, is he's just down to earth humble uh, you know he's got his wife on the bag with him so you got that family connection and both his daughters were able to be there yesterday in, in South Bend. So uh, it's just a it's just a feel-good story, and, and you like to see good things happen to good people, and that's what's uh, going on with Steve Stricker right now. If you talk about the category of nice guy, I put him in the same category as Lou Henson. Those, they're mm-hmm. a lot alike. They really are. They're, they don't look at the story being about them. Mm-hmm. You meet them, and you talk to them. You're the most important person they're talking to at that particular time. Yeah. That's the way Steve Stricker is, and 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 I'm a softy man. I, I sit there and watch stuff like that, and I I start to lose it when when yeah. he starts to lose mm-hmm. it. And I'm sitting there, getting ready to let loose, and then with his wife on the bag, and mm-hmm. then the other story on the regular PGA Tour, a guy by the name of Nate, Nate Lashley, Lashley wow, Nate. who yeah. just barely got it. He got in the tournament as an alternate, <laughs> wins it. And then the Wins story. it convincingly. Yes, he left the field mm-hmm. too. He had a five or six shot uh, lead that he nursed through there. And then, of course, the story was out that his mom and dad and girlfriend 15 years ago were killed in a plane crash. They were coming back from watching him play golf. And it's just a tremendous story. And once they showed his now fiance and his sister there watching mm-hmm. on the, that's when I started <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make it through this. <laughs> this is really good stuff. But uh, if you're a golf fan, a lot of people don't like to watch golf on TV. And well, I, w- I will say this going back to, to Steve Stricker briefly. Uh, one of the coolest halftime entertainments I've seen in, in my four seasons covering Illinois football was up in Madison yeah. at, right. at Camp Randall. Uh, Illinois played Wisconsin. I think it was 2014, maybe. I think when it was when Aaron Bailey came in, I believe. It was a bright sun kissed, sun drenched, you know, morning, late morning in, in Madison. And they had Stricker in one of the end zones standing um, up there. and his oh, He was on top of the scoreboard. On top of the scoreboard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he was trying to hit, uh, I think they had kind of a little setup around midfield. Right. And that was so cool to watch because the, the crowd was into it and everything. So, Josh Whitman, if you're listening, Illinois hosts Wisconsin this year, October 19th. Right. Get Streif Stricker back for halftime entertainment so we can... Put him and Smalla both up there. There you go. A little, a little there battle. You go. And he... They had a little green set up in the mm-hmm. uh, midfield, so it was a wedge shot yeah. you know, coming down from the top of the scoreboard. Which is his strength. He, he, so it, but he, like he missed it. Missed it. And uh, two or three attempts there. But Ed Bond and I were at the stadium on Friday mm-hmm. setting up the radio equipment, and Stricker was there doing it. He didn't miss. Yeah. He was just knocking those things in there right in the head. He hit probably a sand wedge for uh, on a maybe a 90 or 100-yard total shot downhill, but it was really fun to watch. Yeah. It was a great promotion. Bring him back to, uh, to Champaign and see him battle the winds in mid-October at yeah. Memorial <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> probably, probably why he's so good is playing here, frankly. The well, boy, he grew up in Wisconsin, so he got used to weather and all that. But he's always been a really good wind player, bat, you know, bad weather player. And Small pre- t- talks to his guys about that all the time. I think the reason they're doing so well now across the board is because they've got such great preparation here. 
Well, they, they like it when the weather gets oh, bad, I think, yeah. especially in postseason play because a lot of the West Coast and Southern teams don't see that. And then all of a sudden they're trying to play through it as well. Right. 545, Monday Night Sports Talk, taking a break. Back with more after this. Join us if you like. 356-9397 is the number. Well, that's twice in a row you included. <laughs> Georgia, you're stuck with that now. Yeah, well, I'm I all in. I think it's a good I'm all in. Like I And I admitted my mistake in my podcast that we recorded today, which you can find on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, Inside Illini Basketball. Uh, Episode 55. Yeah, so I uh, it was my, mea, my mea culpa to Georgie. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah. Volleyball news. The schedule came out late last week. Kind of an interesting uh, start playing at Tennessee and then a day in between and then coming here and playing Tennessee again. Yeah, um, it's obviously looks a little strange, but looked really strange. You and I can admit it. This looked really strange on Friday when it was released because it was Friday morning. And I don't think both of our brains were working just yet. And we forgot that there's 31 days in August because yeah. they open on August 30th <laughs> at 7 p.m. down at Tennessee. And then they're scheduled to play September 1st at Huff at 1 p.m. And you and I were both like, how are they going to do this in an 18-hour turnaround and traveling to s- between states? And then we, about 15 minutes later, one of us realized <laughs> that there's there's a day in between. Yeah, uh, but it's a couple other Big Ten teams have done that where they played the same team uh, in kind of back-to-back matches. So, I mean, it's certainly a, a way. Um, Maybe it's just a way just to get a, a, power f- a fellow Power 5 opponent. Yeah, and just uh, it's another NCAA tournament team, and you're kind of banking on – well, both teams are sort of banking on each other to have a good season in terms of you know helping out the RPI you know down the road. So, um, should be two really good matches. Uh, Tennessee returns you know several of their top players, and Illinois obviously loses a a couple of stars, p- potential future Illinois Hall of Famers, but uh, should still have a really good team as well. What so, else is new in the volleyball front? Well, two of the former Illini, uh, Jordan Poulter and Michelle Barch Hackley, uh, playing for. Team USA in the Volleyball Nations League Finals uh, starting this week in Nanjing, China. Uh, They play uh, Wednesday against Poland at 2 a.m. Central time. I expect you to be up and watching that, Scott. Man, that would be tough for me. Like, if I was in college, like, I could (laughs) knock it out of the park. But as an almost 32-year-old, I'd be firmly asleep at that point. But um, obviously, Michelle Barsh was the MVP of this league last year. Last summer it was the inaugural season for it. Um, no surprise that she's back on the team. But you know, Jordan Poulter was his first summer playing, you know, full time with the national team. She did play, you know, some last summer played in the Pan Am Games, but or Pan Am Cup, excuse me. But as maybe you know, by making this roster, taking a step forward to being on the Olympic roster in 2020. So um. Can I start booking my travel no. to Tokyo? No, you cannot. Okay, you can start figuring out the time differential. Yeah, it's it's going to be about the same. You as could have China. at least acted like you were going to consider. Letting well, I'm just go. thinking ahead and knowing that Bob Osmussen will be taking lots of vacation, so maybe he can. True. he can go to Tokyo. Well, I just think that Scott's going to have a tough weekend there in September, August, when he drives to Tennessee, comes back, covers <laughs> Illinois football against Akron, then go, covers volleyball the next day. It's going to be tough every day. Well, good thing there's a day in between. Exactly. <laughs> I made that drive. That's a lot of fun. Wimbledon is underway. Venus Williams upset today. Kevin yeah. Anderson won his match. 
yeah, an interesting day. Uh, the uh, all England or all England club there on the grass courts, and um, Kevin Anderson doesn't come into this year's Wimbledon uh, quite uh, as you know an, an overthought as he might have been in the past. Although he is a quality pro and had reached the fourth round there, but last year's breakthrough to the to the final on uh, the gripping way that he did it by taking down Roger Federer in the quarterfinals and outlasting John Nishner in the semis, you know, really cemented his place. And uh, he had no problem today in his first round, won in straight sets. I'm not going to try to pronounce his opponent's name. He's from France. Uh, he won pretty handily. So he moves on to the second round and uh, faces a guy from Serbia in the second round. Again, not going to try to pronounce his name. You can read all their names in, in Tuesday's News Gazette. And Venus Williams uh, lost to a 15-year-old today in the first round. Uh, Venus is 39, and um, the AP story they had, uh, the 15-year-old was born in 2004, and I think by that point Venus had won three or four Wimbledon titles already. So pretty historic moment there over in uh, over in England. Baseball, we're getting close to the All-Star break uh, coming <laughs> up uh, next week. Cardinals are off tonight. Thank God. Cubs are playing the Pirates. <laughs> can't lose if you can't play. <laughs> at 6.05. Milwaukee is playing Cincinnati. The White Sox are off. So, Scott, tell me who's going to win the here-you-take-it-I-don't-want-it National League Central Division. I mean, I think I could pick any of the teams and <laughs> have a pretty good shot of being right. Um, right now, Milwaukee I mean, and the Cubs are tied at 45-39, and 39, and the Cardinals are just three games back despite having lost five out of six or whatever it was. They they broke a five-game losing streak yesterday. Yeah, I have zero faith in the Cardinals, so they're out. Um <laughs> As much as it pains me to say this, I mean, and I know Cubs fans are up in arms about how oh terrible the Cubs are. Well, they they did finish June with a losing record at fourteen and fifteen. It's their first time since May of twenty seventeen. Okay, th- they're fine. The Cubs <laughs> are going to be fine. Um, I think they'll be the the NL Central champs. And then Bob's kind of sitting over there with a smirk on his face. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You're sitting in the catbird seat, We're Bob. Doing, well, uh, five and a half game lead. Ending. Never count ending. Ending. They keep blowing leads, so I get mad. 50 and 35, though. It's all right. As a Braves fan, do you have a problem with what Wilson Contreras did? No. Okay. No, no. So do you understand why Tyler Flowers got as upset as he did? No. Okay. No, I think baseball guys go a little too crazy. Braves catchers Just go relax. a little crazy. Uh, we, have, we have the Acuna, so we're good. We're I saw fine. him hit a home run off Syndergaard last night. I think it's still flying. It's pretty good. They're okay. <laughs> 5.55. Need to take one final break on Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll do that and be back with some final words in just a moment. Our team at ServPro of Champaign-Urbana. 5.58, Monday Night Sports Talk. A couple of minutes remaining here on uh, the program. We covered a lot of ground. Matthew, uh, what are some of the things you're working on for the uh, News Gazette? Yes, yeah, got Richie and Bob as well are covering a lot of ground uh, this Sunday. In the Illini Year in Review, uh, we'll have grades for every Illinois athletic team. Top, why are you laughing, Bob? I haven't done anything. I'm just it. trying to give you <laughs> some <laughs> credit. Okay, Scott has done it all. Thank you, Scott. With I appreciate some content, that. With, I've chipped in a suggestion. You didn't two. work on a, on vacation? <laughs> no, I did not. I like to be gone. We'll we'll unveil our uh, top female Illinois athlete, top male Illinois athlete, and uh, top Illinois coach of the year, along with a whole boatload of lists of a. Uh, noteworthy moments similar to what we did this past Sunday with our uh, preps here in review as well so Scott how do you keep track of the many beats that you cover especially now when things start to 
start to overlap, and you're always talking basketball recruiting, but football's getting ready to start, volleyball's getting ready to start. Do you have a uh, difficult time in prioritizing uh, your day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. No, it's, uh, you know, just I've become a, a very good multitasker over the years. So you that, know what that else? Helps. He's not married. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything, but he's not married. I'm glad Julie doesn't listen to the show, Bob. She doesn't. I'm sure she's not <laughs> listening to this show. Coming up a week from today uh, is the Kendall Gill Cunningham Children's Home Golf Outing at Savoy. They're going to be on the orange and the blue course on uh, at Savoy coming up next week. We'll tell you more about that as we move along. Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Scott Ritchie, thank you guys. Thank you, Steve. That's Monday Night Sports Talk. Thanks to Ed Bond for his assistance as well, right here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. I'm Steve Kelly. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, everybody.